You're listening to the John Clark Cast, formerly the Private Practice Workshop Podcast. My name is John Clark. I'm a licensed therapist, group practice owner, and a guide for therapists in private practice. I help therapists fill the empty slots on their calendar and build a better business without all the overwhelm. I'm so glad that you are here today. Do me a quick favor and rate, review, and subscribe to this show wherever you are listening. All right, let's dive in. Laura Long, yourbadasstherapypractice.com. Come, baby. Coming at you. Sorry, I'm wearing the same outfit as I was in Sorry, our last I episode. Am too. <laughs> Sorry, I look the exact same. And Hold on. Change the, change the part quickly. Okay. Yeah, dudes can't change their appearance quite as fast. Can't just take the shirt off, though. That would be a whole different uh, genre of different, podcast. A different podcast, totally. Then you have to tell <laughs> iTunes this is not suited suitable for all audiences. Actually, I do have to do that for yeah, this Yeah, we already have to do that. In the last one. And I have to tell all audience now we that... we say language that's yeah. not bad politically words. correct. So if you're sensitive to bad words, in all seriousness, this is probably not the episode for you. But if you love curse words, <laughs> then boy, do we have an episode for you. <laughs> so if you've got little ones in the car, unless you want to teach them some new words, you might want to pop in those earbuds. <laughs> Because we're about to say, fucking A. Here you go. Hey, that rhymed. Didn't mean to. Also, in the last episode, I try not to make terrible jokes, but sometimes I have to, and I always am making jokes in my head. But we were talking about succulents. You you were like, oh, you know, I was like, yeah, succulents everywhere. And, And I was like, I told my designer that I suck at choosing things. And I was like, you suck at succulents. Oh, snap. That's a dad joke. Isn't that terrible? <laughs> and now, right. and I don't know why I'm saying it now because it's yeah, even but, less funny now because it's not in the moment and people are like, bro. But that's why we love you, right, John? Because you're I yourself. I don't know if people love me. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> well, we also don't care all that much, but that's, that's part of the allure. Like that's your personal brand. You say weird dad jokes that aren't all that funny. It's endearing. I'm starting to say weirder and weirder things for sure. What is that? Okay. If you're just listening to audio, Laura has a tiny, teeny, teeny, tiny cat. Is that a button? What is that? It's a cat. Look, it's the size of my pinky now. It's a cat, but is it a, what do you do with it? Um, it's called a wisdom cat. I have no fucking clue what it does, but someone got it for me as a gift. Is it my just designer a got trinket it or does it like, can you wear it is what I'm saying. Oh no, it, it's not like a, a wearable. I mean, it's just a teeny, teeny, tiny little cat with a little tail. I mean, I can't even like balance it okay, this on my looks finger. Like something for you to, to lose. Show it, to you. it just looks like a good thing to misplace immediately. Yeah. Well, I mean, I just put it on so my little cool. desk. Look <laughs> how tiny it is. <laughs> it's so little. I just go and did you, did you, uh, pff, See, there it goes. It's gone. Did you pay your fancy? To, I hope you paid your designer to furnish that tiny cat that's literally the size of your <laughs> pinky. My pinky now. Your pinky no, it's just now. like a little gift. I don't know what it is. But she called it a wisdom cat, and I like cats. So, I mean, it just Jeez. hangs out there like this, just looking at me. It's almost like, you know, when you go into any Asian restaurant and there's like the cat just doing yeah, this. Yeah, with the paw up. I love that. What is that? I want that. Where can I, I, I tried sitting in the. Um, 
like the other booth, the other side of the booth. So I wouldn't see it. And then there's another one just right there on the sushi bar. <laughs> oh, so wherever you're sitting, you see, that's how see you the know. weird paw cat. That's how you know you're in a Chinese restaurant when there's one at, for, for, at every angle. No matter where you sit, you just can't. What does it mean? It's just creepily waving. Yeah, Same motion. And it's like slow too. It's yeah. Just, now anyone who hasn't noticed this before is going to go to a Chinese restaurant and see it and be like, they're going to see, no, they're going to see a mirror. They're going to see a one on like on the side of the road. In a horror movie, and, like, <laughs> and then you glance back and it's gone. <laughs> like, I knew I shouldn't have listened to that podcast with Laura Long. <laughs> it's the dark arts. Yeah, you say know. it and you just like you manifest. You manifest the cat. I, don't know. <laughs> I guess there it is. There it is. There so it is. little the and little cute. Guy. The cute little guy. What are we getting so, into today? Well, I was hoping you had a plan. Oh. Um, yeah, there you go. Just relying on me. This is basically your show. You're on here more than I am. (laughs) We're going to tell me where we're going. (laughs) Oh, it's like a magic carpet ride. Similar. Um, we're going to talk about authenticity. Never heard of it. Um, real thing. Have you seen, so, oh my gosh. Uh, have you seen I heart Huckabees? No. Oh my gosh. So you have to see this movie. Um, it's basically this weird indie film. It's basically like an existential film. And there's these existential detectives that help this guy who's feeling really lost. And he goes into their office and he, tr- he tries to get their help figuring out like, what is my life? What does it all mean? And there's moments like the waving cat, like showing up on the I side. I was just thinking like, the being, what does it mean for my life? What like, is it that? It could mean everything. It could mean nothing. So tiny cat. So it could, uh, so basically he's in the office at one point and he's talking to the existential detectives and he, he just goes, how am I not myself? And the thought of that freaks him out so much. And he starts saying it over and over again. And then the detectives start singing over again, over and over again. And they go, how am I not myself? 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 And the thought of it takes him deeper into now his, I know exactly panic. why I haven't seen this movie. That sounds terrifying. It's playful though. I know it is terrifying. Yeah. And I quote it in therapy a lot, actually, um, when we're talking about like being oneself, but he's like this moment. It's like, how am I not myself? Not what are the, myself. how am I not myself? What are the ways in which I'm not myself? Trippy, Damn. huh? Drop that psych, mic. Psych your mind out. So John, let me ask you a question. Why do you think therapists are afraid to be themselves in their marketing? I honestly think it starts in graduate school. And here's, here's how it was phrased to me. Cause when I was learning to be a therapist, my, my professor kind of told us, you know, you sit a certain way, you don't cross your legs, you nod like this, you don't nod like this, you, you, you paraphrase like this, right? You reflect like this. And, and if you chew gum, I will murder you right, in your sleep. <laughs> right. Unless you give the client a piece of gum. And then you've got boundary issues. You start bartering for gum, therapy <laughs> sessions for gum. And so I was And then you cannot afford a nice office. So. Yeah. It's a fringe benefit of working with me as a therapist is free bu- free bubble gum, free juicy fruit. Like <laughs> or like the double bubble thing to, where it's like have. it's awesome for like eight seconds. And then it just becomes cement in your mouth. Yeah, it's just overwhelmingly like bulky and a problem. So um, anyway, I was asking him like, we, we kind of all look the same. We're all doing therapy. We all kind of look the same, very mechanistic. And his answer was kind of like, well, we have to 
teach everyone how to march, like how to kind of fall in line, what the, Mm -hmm. um, how to, you know, bring order to therapy and how, yeah, how to march. And then from there you learn to kind of play your own instrument. You learn to add your inflections. You learn to add some color to kind of Mm -hmm. how you work. And I do think it's a process as a therapist of going from being like, Oh my gosh, I'm this therapist. I need to be this way. And I need to be like calm and nodding. Fidelity to the model. Yeah. And then, and then over time you, you experiment with being more yourself and hopefully it goes well. If you're like a good person, <laughs> it goes well and you do it a bit more. You mean if you're not like awkward and weird or if you're not like an asshole? Both. Or either one. <laughs> Both. And then eventually you're completely place. yourself as a therapist. I think yeah. that's a parallel, but I think then when you go from, okay, maybe even if I know who I am as a therapist, it doesn't mean no, I know how to describe what I do. Or how to do it authentically or how to not be salesy or sell myself, blah, blah, blah. That's when we start to get really tripped up. And I think we, that's when our marketing falls flat. Yeah. What do you think? I totally agree. Um, so I, that sounds like a cop out, but no, totally. I, I remember being in grad school, same experience, except we didn't get that whole, like, we're just teaching you how to march and then you can be yourself. We got the, like, no, this is how you do it. Mm-hmm. There is no other way, like sure. boundaries, boundaries, boundaries. And now looking back, I get it. Like, yeah, they were teaching us how to march. But like, I remember so many times complaining, like it, what makes me different than anybody else? Like in grad school, yeah, I was complaining. Yeah. Like why, why would anyone come to see me then if I'm just doing exactly what the next person's doing? And they never could quite answer that in a way that satisfied me. And That's so now I think, right? Yeah. So yeah, I think you're right. Like therapists, then when they get into private practice, they don't really know what to do. And then the marketing thing just like blows their fucking mind. Like, well, no, I have to just do it the way that I see it happening. Like with the car dealerships, right. Mm -hmm. Or I just have to do it like what other people say I need to do. And they don't realize that you just being you is how you market yourself. Mm -hmm. Because the clients who are going to do the best work with you are going to love that about you. I mean, yeah. How am I not myself? How am I not myself? myself? Let me tell you. So I was having a conversation with uh, one of my students the other day. And we were talking about... So she practices in the same city as another well-known therapist. Mm -hmm. And the student I was talking to... um, Like we were talking about the fact that like they both see similar clientele. So her and this other well-known therapist. And I was like, yeah, but you guys are totally different. Like you serve the same population, but I experience you as more of like, like she's more of a calming, soft Mm -hmm. presence. And I experience you as like an energetic presence. So you two are actually very different. And it kind of blew her mind because she always saw that in herself, like that, that energized, like excitable personality type. She always saw that as a detriment, like it's a flaw. Whereas the other therapist in her town, who's well known and is more like calming and subdued. Like she thought that that was who she needed to be. And I was like, no, you are already this person. Like you are this energized therapist and you talk fast when you get excited. And you just told me that your favorite clients that you see also talk fast. Like that is, that is who you are. That is your authentic personal brand. Mm -hmm. Why not just let that shine through? Like you don't need to be the subdued, super calming therapist. Those who want that person are going to go to her and those who want more like, like what you do, they're going to want you. 
So be more of you. And that was like, oh my gosh. Huge. So there's yeah, one example. I mean, uh, it's, so I'm quite into category design. Um, you know what category design is? Basically, mm-hmm. um, it's a marketing concept. Um, but basically, so rather than try to compete for like the number two slot in a category that's already owned, you should either create, you should essentially create your own category, right? So I've heard you talk about this before. Yeah. I'm, I'm all, I'm so into this. Obviously it's not my idea. I'm not that smart, but I'm into it and I'm preaching the good word. So the example would be like Keurig is a category that's already owned, right? Keurig is the little pods that make coffee, right? So there are companies that will go out there and they will compete and with Keurig, they will try to basically try to knock Keurig off the top, but they, they can't because it's already, it's already, it's already owned. That category is already owned. That word is already a noun or whatever. Um, is noun the right word? Um, yeah. So yeah, the next step up is when you become a verb like Google. Yeah. Like Keurig it. Google yeah. It. I'm going to um, just cure egg it. Not yet. We're <laughs> not, not there not yet. Not quite there yet. So for her, rather than trying to compete for the number two slot at best for being this like top tier, calming therapist, super grounded, she should create her own category, right? She should mm-hmm. create her own category of like the, ter- the therapist that talks or is loud or talks fast and, yeah. um, and people who like that, the therapist who doesn't just sit on their hands and just nod. Right? Yeah. But, totally. um, so it's the same with, 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 any market. And I think we spend a lot of time trying to be better at someone, be better than someone who's already owning a category mm-hmm. versus just doing different. Yeah. Being and doing same. us. Yeah. You do you. Like, <laughs> totally. That's the name of this episode. You do you. You do you, brah. <laughs> I think people will definitely skip this one if that's the title. Yeah. yeah Unless probably. they know we're being ironic, <laughs> which they might. At the, I hope they do at this point. If they know you. Yeah. That's I how I, so. that's how I experience you. Really? Sombrero and everything. Yeah. <laughs> like your dry humor is ironic. Sometimes I've started to have to like give disclaimers to a lot of my jokes, especially on this show because my tone doesn't change. I just say weird things. Yeah. And I went on this change. tangent the other day about like, you know, if you're listening and you're a therapist or maybe you're just a dude, maybe you're just a dude on the beach. Ba-doom-boom. Maybe you're out there just being a dude and you, you like private practice podcasts. <laughs> you just stumbled across this, ther- this podcast from mental yeah. health therapist. He's like getting and... a lot out of it, you know? And I'm like, people, they might think I'm insane or they might think that yeah. maybe they know I'm kidding around. But anyway, I, I really, um, I like you and I like hanging out with you because you are yourself. How am I not myself? How am I not myself? How, especially when it comes to like, I feel like the private practice coaching, consulting, helping therapists build practices mm-hmm. is becoming more and more populated. I mean, there's just more resources, yeah. more people out there throwing their hat into the ring. Even since I've known you, there's been a totally, lot. Totally. Yeah. So do you feel like from the beginning, you kind of knew who you were and you came on the scene and you're kind of like, fuck it, I'm here and I'm going to say fuck it. And some people are like, I don't, I don't really like that girl that says fuck it. And then other people are like, fuck yeah. I love that girl that says fuck it. (laughs) So were you, did you come onto the scene like that or was it a, a feeling out process or what? Um, I'd like to think that I came out like, you know, guns a blazing Mm -hmm. and just, you know, saying fuck all the time. I'm sure I was a little bit more subdued than that, but 
that was my whole platform when I first did this is I wanted it to be fun. And for me, like fun is being able to just cut up and tell it like it is. So I did do that, but it wasn't, maybe it wasn't as in your face until I started getting the feedback of people being like, dude, I love that you just like show up like that. And you're just like no holds barred and you're pushing the envelope. That's really cool. And so then it kind of gave me a little bit more permission to do it. And so here we are like three years in. And so now I really just don't give a shit at all anymore about people being offended. (laughs) Why do you Um, think that is? Why do you think you're more okay with not giving a shit? Whereas I think a lot of therapists get really caught up and I'm, I'm somewhere in between of like, I I care what people think and I tend to be a little more cautious and like want to probably, I probably want to appeal to too many people, but yeah, I, um, I care. I don't care what everybody thinks. I don't care what nobody thinks. I care what the right people think Mm -hmm. and the right people are like four people in this world. Mm -hmm. Um, none of who probably follow my shit. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Um, one of them sleeps in the bed next to me. Uh-huh. Uh, so how do I just not care? Uh, and that's like getting into some existential shit. Yeah. Well, go for it. I don't know. I don't know. Um, well, I mean, this is my personality. Like, I guess, uh, I've always been a little bit more, I'm like extroverted a little mm-hmm. bit more, uh, abrasive maybe mm-hmm. it's like the new yorker in me <laughs> get that fuck out of here <laughs> um yeah i was the youngest of four and the only girl so i also had to like basically wear a jock strap yeah, just to fend. fend for yourself yeah totally that's why i eat fast because it would just be like taking <laughs> off the fucking plate <laughs> you wow know that's real Done. yeah it was totally real fighting from a life no kidding so i think that helped maybe i just it wasn't like this um I always had this like confidence in who I was, but I just like, this is who I am. And when I've tried to be like other people, it felt not uh, good. Do you it, deal with haters? Do I what with haters? Do you deal with haters? Do you, or do you have people who like, yeah, they're like my favorite. Really? Uh, yeah. I get emails, uh, probably once a month or so I'll get like a really, like someone took some time, man. Like they That's were up favorite. late. Yeah. They were like, mm. Mm, like what do I need? How can I get her to, to not curse? What do I, how can I shame <laughs> yeah. her and let her know mm-hmm. how bad this is? And like, she's ruined my life and my existence mm-hmm. with her F bombs. So yeah, I get like one a month and I usually, uh, I usually respond. Do you, what do you say? Um, you know, anything from like, I'm so sorry that you're having another bad hair day and you decide to <laughs> out on, on a business coach who doesn't hardly read her own emails anymore. Right. Um, let's see. Sometimes, uh, it depends. Like it depends on if they are just like genuinely, you know, this is really offensive and I don't know why you do that. Like help me understand, like I'll engage in a conversation, mm-hmm. but uh, most of the time it's just like you suck and you, <laughs> you know, you're a disgrace to our profession or something oh, like really? that. Mm-hmm. Dang. Yeah. Um, but like, it, I just, I think it's funny. Like that person had to sit down and spend like an hour <laughs> writing like, See, the I most wish I had what you have, which is like just shit. seeing it all as funny and just being like, womp womp, this is funny. It and is I'm funny be because funny back. Like, if they but... had spent that time <laughs> actually trying to grow their practice, maybe they wouldn't have had to like, I don't know. But now don't I'm you getting think part of it comes from jealousy. 
Why else would people who have nothing to do with you, who are not your student, that they haven't paid you a dollar, why would they go out of their way to cut you down? Yeah. Um, It's interesting. I think they see the success that you're having. Sorry to interrupt. See the success that you're having. See that people like you, see that you have a following. And I think the more of a following you have, the more there are those people who come out and troll you and want to cut you down. They want to like level the playing field in a way. Do you think that's true? I think that's a really cool way of thinking about it that I hadn't considered before. I just think they're just anonymous trolls on the internet and you know, they have just, nothing better to do. I, th- I think that, well, that's true. It's like the people. I'm so when amazed. I fuck with them, it makes it even worse for them. Yeah, and it makes me laugh. Job. Well, it's like the people I'm always amazed, like on Yelp or something, the people that go out of their way to write like, you know, a five page review about like their milkshake didn't have a straw in it or something. And they, they freak <laughs> yeah. out on Yelp. Like, I'm or so Google sorry. Or your life really is that challenging. Yeah. And, but, but it's... I like to, I, um, and I think of it almost like kind of psychodynamically of like something is coming up for this person. Like it's a transference issue <laughs> yeah. or they see themselves in you or they, you rep- like mm. going back to you in particular, I think people probably yeah. see someone in you and they have a reaction to that. This is how I process the world. This is yeah. just my worldview and how being trained psychodynamically shape that. So I do think of like, not just the behavior, but like, mm-hmm. what do I represent for that person? What are they playing out with me? Yeah. And how can I not play into that? Because I'm not your therapist and we don't have a platform to work through your yeah. transference together. So that's, that's how I think about it. Yeah. But. Well, I mean, at the end of the day, I'm not going to change their mind. They're definitely not going to change mine. Like, what are they expecting? Are they expecting me to just be like, oh my God, I never realized that when I say shit, that that actually is a disgrace to this entire profession. Mm-hmm. Like, holy fuck, I need to just like close my doors that's not going to happen. So, uh, and I'm not going to change their mind and be like, so how does me saying fuck, how is that a disgrace to our profession? Like help me understand that. So like, this is not going to be a productive conversation. So I might as well, you know, toy with you and show you exactly how puny you are. Little kitten. Well, and there's a difference between taking, being open to feedback and trolls. Yeah. People who are trolling you. And I, yeah, sometimes I like I have to f- try to figure out where that line is, right? Because there are people who've mm-hmm. reached out to me. I I really take it to heart. Like you guys can know this about me. Like if those emails, if they do get past my assistant, <laughs> hopefully <laughs> they don't most of the time. But when they do, they they make me sick to my stomach. I I really yeah. hate them. I, I have really a whole feel folder it. for them. Yeah, see, I wouldn't even make a folder because that means it's they still exist somewhere. <laughs> See, this is why this is why you're great because you like they get funny and you laugh it off, and I'm like lose two nights of sleep over it because I do well, because care. Because they don't if, matter. Well, they, but this five is five people in your life who matter, and the trolls are not on the list. But, but yeah, and again, but I have to sort out if it's a true like piece of feedback, or let's say someone who has worked with me or bought something oh, totally, or yeah. spent a dollar. And it's feedback, but maybe it's like feedback with a little bit of trolling in it, a little bit like, I think you're trying to cut me down or like try to get me to give you a dollar back or whatever it might be. I just sometimes I, um, I want to make sure people are being genuine. If they're being genuine and they're offering me feedback of like something I'm doing, then I want to be open to taking it. Right. Right. On the other hand, the more work you do online, the more you're opening yourself up to people and they figure out how to get in touch with you and I think some people just want to cut you down. I really feel yeah. that. And I've experienced it a lot more in the past six months than ever yeah. before. And, you know, yeah. well, let me tell you what, game. so like for every email I get of someone being like, you fucking suck. And you know, you have a 
potty mouth or whatever they're saying, like for every one of those, I get like 50 of people being like, Oh my God, thank you so much for this email. This really spoke to me or like, thank you. You've helped pave the way for me to be myself and to feel more confident with who I am. And like, I've got purple hair and I don't give a shit. And so I changed my psychology today profile instead of it being me in a suit. You know, it's like I get the good feedback too. So that, that kind of helps recharge me. Yeah. If I got like nothing, but just like, you suck, you suck after three years, I probably would be like, Oh man, like (laughs) I probably need to reevaluate what I'm doing. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe I do suck. I don't know. Um, well, that's, yeah, that's a good point. And it, it, what we, whatever we focus on grows and gets bigger, uh, say that a lot. And, um, we do have a choice what we focus on, right? I have like, actually I have a couple of things to my left. One is like a letter from, um, a young person I worked with at a nonprofit who like was having a really hard week and I helped her through that. And like, we talked a lot about what it means to be a leader and stuff like that. So, um, I have to kind of have things like that on hand sometimes mm-hmm. because the negativity is real and it yeah. pops up. And I think there's also like the shock of it sometimes of like, given that we have so many channels and if you're an online entrepreneur, you have all these channels where someone could talk shit yeah. and it could just pop up here on Instagram or where, wherever. And, um, I don't know, I'm, I'm trying well, to get better at, at that, letting it roll off my back and figuring out like, you know, yeah. how, how to move through it more quickly. A lot of therapists are like, you know, they're probably listening to this or they're watching and they're like afraid of that happening. But you guys also have to remember that like John and I are in the more like online, like our, our, uh, our sandbox is pretty big. You and I are talking about therapists in their local communities being more open to being authentic and being who they are and letting that part of themselves out instead of feeling like they have to hide behind the facade of whatever they think they need to be, whether that is, you know, Oh, I feel like I need to be more subdued and like a calming presence when I really am more energized. Or if it's the other way around, like, I feel like I have to be this like, uh, outgoing extrovert when really like, that's not who I am. Um, the, the, the possibility of you guys getting haters, right. Is much smaller. It's slimmer. Yeah, it's, yeah. yeah. And it's going to look different too. It's not even going to really be a hater as much as it's going to be someone who maybe isn't supporting mm-hmm. what you're trying to do. So if well, you're like, it you could know, be a client or a potential client who says like your fee is too high. And I know that's, huh. a, that's an exact problem. I was speaking with therapists mm-hmm. this morning about yeah, that. I can't afford that you. Part of the fear. It was, yeah, not only can I not afford you, but I can't believe you're charging this much. Mm-hmm. And that can really be heavy for a therapist oh, yeah. to, to deal with. And we have to, be prepared yeah. for that. We have to be okay oh, with that. I have a, um, I have a real life example of something like oh, this happening in my private practice. And I okay. wish I could had time to pull up the email really quick. So I, uh, so, uh, a person reached out to me, I don't know, two months ago for therapy. And uh, I think it was through my psychology day profile or something. And so they emailed me and then asked if I took their insurance. And then I emailed them back just saying how I don't take their insurance and blah, blah, blah. And then like they pretty quickly emailed me back and it was short and it was kind of curt. And it's just like, I'm sorry. Um, I don't even know if they said, I'm sorry. It wasn't that nice, but it was just <laughs> like, not. yeah, like refer me out. Cause I won't work with someone who won't take insurance or something like it was more of like a general, yeah, like if yeah. you don't take insurance, I refuse to work with you is kind of like the undertone. Mm-hmm. And I responded back. I don't remember exactly what I said, but I was really supportive. I was just like, totally get it. Like I understand, you know, using your insurance is really important. So why don't I help you find someone who takes your insurance and I'll hook you up with that person. Like I'll connect you. And I went out of my way to find this person, a therapist who takes their exact insurance. It was kind of like a lesser known 
one in my area, Mm -hmm. um, got them in touch with each other. And that person emailed me back and was like, thank you so much. Right. So they were like, they turned from being, uh, you suck. I can't believe you don't take insurance. Like from a more like morality thing. Like Mm -hmm. I won't work with someone who doesn't take insurance to Mm -hmm. then being like, thank you so much for helping me and finding me this person. Like I'm so grateful. And it's like, they were kind of a hater, right? Yeah, for sure. But for sure. I could have responded and been like, well, here are all the reasons why I don't and like yeah, engaged with them. But way, you but already that's know that client's not going to come see you anyway. Yeah. That they're not a good client for you. They're already, you know. So I killed them with kindness, which is actually, yeah. I guess people would think that that's the opposite of what I would do. But, you that's, know. That's a good approach though. That is, I mean, it's kind of like dealing with a bully. Like if you're a kid, the best way to do it is to kill them with kindness or show them that it doesn't affect you. Right. Um, cause if you, if they don't get a, if a bully doesn't get a rise out of you, then they're not going to bully you again. So I mean, clearly this person had this like idea of who I was like in their mind, like, Oh, yes. she doesn't take insurance. That must mean that she's all these things. Correct. Right. Correct. So I basically demonstrated to her that I will still go above and beyond for this person, regardless of whether or not I'm actually going to work with her. For sure. So, so that was cool. Um, but yeah, so we, we get haters in different ways. It may just be a client who's like, I can't afford you. Or it could be other therapists. I was going to say, it could be a colleague. You're, you know, whatever Mm -hmm. it might be, but, um, well, there's some, um, I've gotten emails from therapists who are trying to like niche down in their, in their towns and they're getting like shade from other therapists who are like, sure. Especially if you're the first one to, to do it. Um, it's, Yeah. yeah, you'll get a lot of shade for, for being. Um, private pay or full fee or whatever it's mm-hmm. it's real and you know at the same time i'm i'm big on us advancing our our profession and doing what what works for you and building a business that works for you so regardless of what that know. is you know like you do you right it's up to you that's the beautiful part about private practice is you can build a business that's truly yours and that that works for you i think therapists get lost from that very quickly and they start building the business based on what they think other people want them to do or what clients say they should do or what a client says you should charge. You know, it's, um, there's, it's, it's easy to get pulled in a lot of different directions and and building a business of any kind. Um, well, what do you, so some kind of takeaways from today, be yourself. (laughs) I'm picturing, yeah, that scene from what was like Aladdin where, um, the genie becomes a little bee and he's like, be yourself. Oh, that's adorable. If Isn't I if so I had cute? like more resources, I'd like splice that into this episode. Me yourself, little kitty. Um, for those listening and not watching, I have my little kitten out. That's my little kitten. Everyone's gonna be little wondering teeny, what teeny, that tiny is. Little now. ceramic kitten. Um, so take some time to really think about what mm-hmm. it is about you that your clients have maybe already given you feedback on. So maybe you have clients who say, "Man, you are so." Um, you in the first place. Yep. Yeah. Like I've had the feedback that clients like that. I'm really down to earth and I don't beat around the bush. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just pretty straightforward and direct. Some people would not like that. Right. But that just means I'm not the therapist for them. It doesn't for mean sure. that I need to change that about who I am. Yeah, um, you can't but it's bend in, and flex to, to be yeah. every one, everything for everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm talking to you, John, yeah, where you're like sometimes that. with a guest, but <laughs> you've noticed all the time. Um, and, and, well, that is like, I feel like, you know, our ability to kind of be chameleon, like it's, 
a lot of therapists uh, have that that trait in them, um, and it can take you far as a therapist because you can match someone. There's, mm-hmm. but again, like the mimosis baby, between like having a like matching someone or matching their energy or their vibe or whatever versus completely um, losing yourself in the process. I guess totally, totally, so. yeah. So like in the therapy room, yeah, like being able to match and reflect and um, mirror the energy in the room. That's totally different than like changing who you are as a person or how you, uh, how you market your practice based on what you think other people would want to hear. It's more about like, how do you attract your people and repel everybody else? That's it. That's the one. Um, Um, so yeah, so think about, we talked to, but we talked about this. We talked about, um, uh, in a previous episode for copywriting, you all curious. Yeah. Basically how to write copy that will attract the right people and repel the rest. So check that out. If you want to hear us going more into depth about what this looks like in action with your copy, just Mm -hmm. as one example. Um, but yeah, otherwise, you know, look for opportunities to be more yourself or surround yourself with people where you feel like you can really be yourself and don't let the haters get to you. Yeah. So, Cause haters gonna hate, haters gonna hate. make yourself day. a little folder. <laughs> Make a craft out of it. Yeah. <laughs> scrap hater scrapbook. Well, Laura Long, it's been a blast once again. Always. Thank you for being here. Thank you for being existing yourself. in your world. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for letting me pitch a tent outside your yard. I hope your your partner was cool with that. Yeah, yeah, no, not creepy at all. Thanks for the coffee, too. Yeah, Um, no problem. It was really nice. This morning was cold. (laughs) Yeah, no worries. Um, How can people find out about you? How can they get in touch? Um, They can come play on Facebook if they want. Uh, Facebook.com slash your badass therapy practice. That's just my little personal page. And I post all kinds of fun little tiny ceramic cat videos and shit. Mm -hmm. Uh, but if you want to actually learn about how to build and grow a badass therapy practice, go to your badass therapy practice.com. I've got a course coming out. Uh, I'm not sure when in regards to when this podcast is being released, but Mm -hmm. twice a year, Cool. my eight week flagship flagship program, super pumped about it. And it'll be coming out in August. Love it. Laura Long, thanks for being here. You're a good friend and good person. I appreciate you a lot. Thank you. You're okay yourself. Appreciate that. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, John. See you next time. Cheers. All right, bye. Hope you enjoyed today's episode of the John Clark Cast. I'm your host, John Clark, licensed therapist, brand builder, marketing consultant, and guide for therapists. I help therapists build a better business without all the overwhelm. Do us a big favor and rate, review, and subscribe to our show on iTunes. Hope you have a great week. See you next time.